Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Amanda Amand Games Podcast. This is episode 13 of my weekly gaming podcast where we discuss all things video games related. Tune in every Wednesday for new episodes and to support the show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links will also be in the description. We're going to go right into the news. We have, we have a few cool things this week. As you can imagine, a lot of leaks are coming out. A lot of things are just coming out in general because uh, this is kind of the lead up to E3 normally. Um, and But of course, you know, now since everything that's happening in the world... Uh, we won't be having an E3 event, but it, you know, companies can reach their consumers either way, thanks to the power of the internet. So the first one is, uh, this is obviously, I'm not going to be talking about the leaks themselves when it comes to this specific game, because I know, I know everyone's waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. I'm also doing my best to avoid everything, you know, so I obviously we're not going to talk about the leaks, but uh, this is basically about the whole Last of Us Part 2 leakers and and the the whole thing that it might have been people that were actually working at naughty dog um so now they have actually been identified so this comes from giuseppa nelva from twinfinite following the leak that spoiled relevant plot points of the last of us part two for many uh sony's investigation on the issue has made progress the house of playstation has confirmed for game game industry.biz that it has identified the primary individuals responsible for the leaks we also hear that the leakers are not affiliated with Sony Interactive Entertainment or Naughty Dog. This is obviously good to hear because I think there was a lot of speculation happening as to um, who the leaker could be, and people were, people were making assumptions that it was it was someone that was a disgruntled not Naughty Dog employee. Um, they were having some pay issues or something like that, and because of and for that reason, they basically released that released these leaks. Right? Uh, you know, it would be a surprise because. That person, even if it's even if that person was unhappy or whatever, um, the fact that they you know released this information, especially now, you know, considering how close we are to the release and how anticipated this game is, and also just thinking about the colleagues, right? It was it was definitely a stretch. I think it was just an easy thing to like kind of tell people uh, that most likely it could be someone at Naughty Dog, considering you know Jason Schreier wrote a, wrote a report about uh, Naughty Dog's work culture and stuff like that. So I can imagine why people would go to that. But it's good to hear that it was someone else and, you know, they're, um, Sony's going to take care of them for sure. I'm not even sure why this person thought it was a good idea. Like, Sony's going to put their complete weight behind this and make sure uh, they, they take this person to, to court or, or whatever uh, legal stuff they might need to do, any legal action they might want to take. I just don't I just don't stand it. Like, I, maybe it's just me. I don't, I don't get why you would want to leak anything in the first place. Um, and we can kind of move on from that into Neil Druckmann's uh, Instagram post. So Last of Us Part 2 has officially gone gold. I'm obviously not going to go over what he said exactly, but basically he announced in an Instagram post that the game is now gold. So I guess it goes back to, I think it was my previous episode, the one before, basically when we were, we were speculating, or at least I was speculating as to how come like the, the release date got announced all of a sudden and, and what that means and whether or not it's actually, uh, it's, it's, it was already like planned to come out that day or if they just needed more time, but they just use the, use the whole COVID thing or pandemic thing as an excuse to just get more time. Obviously, I'm a, from this, I, I think I was wrong. Uh, I, know, I remember I kept saying again and again, like just take me as being wrong. I was just kind of speculating based on, I don't know, just, it, just seemed, it just seemed a little weird, you know? So 
I think in, in in this case, like now that we know that the game has gone gold, they got a bit more time to polish it. Uh, I I can imagine that we're not gonna be. It should it should be bug free. Obviously, I don't want to say it will be because you know we we know a lot of games that come out buggy, even though it seems like everything should be fine. But it seems that you know like everything is done. They got time to polish it, and the game is well on its way. Uh, I do wonder uh, when I because we did there was a yeah there was a preview event for Last of Us Part Two. So we have seen gameplay. We have seen stump some stuff. We have seen um a lot of websites and and influencers kind of talk about this right so i'm kind of confused as to why we haven't seen anything when it comes to ghost of tsushima maybe they will do it and why would they do it in june right because technically in june all of their focus will go on to last of us part two last of us part two comes out june 19th so you know i'm sure they will just want to focus on that even a week or two after last of us part two comes out i'm just trying to understand because it it is a little weird. I I you know we've seen Rockstar do this, but again that's Rockstar, right? We've seen them do this where they will show trailers, they will show uh, like small tidbits here and there when it comes to the game, uh, and then you know all of a sudden the reviews cop re- review copies are sent out, and then the reviews come out, and that's kind of when you see the first gameplay most of the time. Uh, not always, but a lot of the times that's the first time you get to see the gameplay for new Rockstar games, at least more recently, right? So I'm wondering that. If, if there's a reason why Ghost of Tsushima has not had a preview event, um, you know, e- even in terms of influencers or websites, I haven't read or heard anywhere where they're like, oh yeah, we were invited to like a Sony inve- event. Uh, you know, we went there, we played the game and everything like that and we tried it out and yeah, like it, it's good and this and that, whatever. I feel like I haven't seen any of that when it comes to Ghost of Tsushima. So I don't know if that's concerning or not, if that's worry, if that should worry us because it is coming out in July. Uh, but I, I, I'm, I'm thinking that because God of War maybe was similar. I'm, I definitely need to do more research on this. But I feel like God of War was also similar, where it didn't really have a lot of preview events in a way, or, or we didn't really see a, a proper set of gameplay until, uh, the game was coming out. So that could be the reason. But yeah, I mean, I feel like I just need to look into this more. But I, I, I'm that's the game I'm, a, I'm a little worried about. I won't say that that game's in trouble or anything like that because it has a backing of Sony. It has a, uh, a backing of a pretty good development team uh, with Sucker Punch. So I, I won't, I won't say anything, anything like it's gonna be in trouble. But I just, I really, really do hope that now that we're ramping up towards Last of Us Part Two, they do kind of show something. Maybe even end of June. But yeah, I don't know. It just, it just feels. It's just like so sudden. It's like it's like a couple of weeks before it releases. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, we get to hear more about about Ghost of Tsushima, uh, very very soon. Uh, the next the next item, um, AC Valhalla or Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I wrote AC on the on the thing, but I forgot to extend it. But Assassin's Creed Valhalla is real. Uh, Jonathan Dornbush from IGN. Uh, this is from his article. After an extended teaser announcement, Ubisoft revealed Assassin's Creed Valhalla, the next entry in the long running series, with a release date window of the twenty twenty holiday season for PS five. Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, PC exclusively on Epic Games uh, and obviously on Ubisoft Store, Google Stadia, and Uplay Plus. Revealed alongside a cinematic trailer offering a glimpse of the new settings and characters, Ubisoft confirmed Valhalla will be set in the 9th century Europe as players take on the role of Ivor, a Viking raider who leads their people out of Norway and into the kingdom of England. Valhalla is being developed at Ubisoft Montreal, which previously developed Assassin's Creed 4, 4 Black Flag and the Assassin's Creed Origins, with over a dozen Ubisoft associate studios contributing as well 
to the new game. Uh, this is pretty exciting just because uh, I feel like Norse mythology in general, just that whole, uh, just I, not, not, I'm not going to say just because of God of War, but just in general, it has been uh, something that a lot of people have been wanting or clamoring for recently. I know the show Viking, Viking was also very popular. Um, the other shows that have kind of also taken influence from that culture and everything like that. And people just kind of wanted more, uh, more media or like just more entertainment type stuff in that, in that area or in that, um, in those centuries. So I think it's interesting that they've kind of finally like they've done this. Uh, it makes sense coming off of the heels of God, something like God of War, right? I mean, God of War was so popular and I think this just makes sense that even Assassin's Creed is like, yo, we can move, we can move our franchise wherever we want, right? Like, why are we not, you know, why are we not doing this? So I think it, it does make sense that way. Uh, it's going to be exciting mainly because I have been reading some tidbits here and, here and there about gameplay and apparently the gameplay, I think this is something that Ubisoft has been looking into and something that I kind of brought up a number of times uh, when, you know, the main problem I have with these um, Origins and Odyssey uh, Assassin's Creed games was that the gameplay just never feels, I just don't feel the weight. It was the same issue I had with Horizon Zero Dawn when it comes to you fighting human enemy, human enemies, right? When you're fighting the, the robots and everything like that, the, the dino robots, it does feel pretty good. It does feel weighted. Like, you know, when chips fall off, things fall off the way they fall, everything like that. When you f fight human enemies and you're shooting arrows at them, they just don't move or they just kind of do this really fake, weird move, like move back in a way, right? Even Death Stranding that way had more weight when you're using like weapons or something like that. Like that, that, that honestly does go a long way. That's one of the reasons that games like Dark Souls and Sekiro and everything are, are so popular is because, and the gameplay is so popular is because of the weight they carry. Right, like when when you're when you're hitting someone, because people do make fun of Dark Souls and Sekiro and stuff like that for, you know, looking buggy or just looking you know, looking a little old school sometimes. But you know, when when you look at the gameplay and you see the gameplay loop, that's kind of what gets gets people in. That's what gets people invested. So I'm hoping that, and that's what what I honestly enjoyed about the or, or the OG Assassin's Creed games. And I think like that's one of the things that people kind of forget because. I do understand that, you know, all those games were kind of meshing and they were just kind of getting more and more, more of the same. And Ubisoft was just doing Ubisoft thing, you know, like where it's like, go capture this tower or whatever. And you can see this part of the map, which is that that's like a gameplay thing that they had to fix at that point. But the, the gameplay itself, like when you're like battling people and you time your counter correctly and you're able to kill them in one blow, stuff like that. It, it, and, you know, like the fact that you're, you're playing Assassin's Creed, the whole point is you being an assassin and that you're supposed to be able to use your hidden blade and get these enemies in one go. In AC Odyssey and AC Origins, depending on your level, the, the blade will not do shit. So if you're, I, I stab someone in the fucking neck in that fucking game, right? I mean, obviously you can see my problem with this game, but I, I, I do that in this game. But if, if that enemy, or even if that main, the person that we need to assassinate is a little higher level, that person will like it'll take off take off a bit a big chunk of that person's health, but that person will still be alive, right? And like that, just I'm like, dude, th this is not this is not Sanskrit anymore, right? I get that they still have to attach the Sanskrit name to it so they can get people like myself who are fans of the original series to buy it, but like that definitely like annoyed me because I'm like, man, like this that's not the whole that the whole point was Sanskrit was that you know you work hard, you do everything right, you do it all, you get a perfect setup, you take out all the guards when you take out, and then you finally get this opportunity to take this boss out. Instead, most of these bosses were in in Sanskrit Origins and Odyssey were like these RPG kind of bosses where we were like taking chunk of health out, you know, blocking, dodging stuff like that, letting like letting our stamina regenerate. Maybe maybe they have a second phase stuff like that. I'm like. Okay, but like this is not the whole point of Assassin's Creed was that we're playing Assassin's Creed, right? Like this is we're playing an assassin. So 
I hope they, they kind of bring that weight back to it that, okay, like if you have a hidden blade and you make it way to an enemy, no matter what uh, level he is, I hope you don't, they don't need to do this level thing, but even if they do, no matter what level that person is, like just, you know, you should be able to assassinate them in one go. Like a stealth kill should be a stealth kill. So I, I that was like one thing that I just did not like. And, you know, maybe and the thing is, maybe I'm just in the wrong, right? Because I know that Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Assassin's Creed Origins both uh, sold really well. Right, like they both did well. They both did better than um, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, and I think Assassin's Creed Syndicate. A lot of people assume that the reason that these older Assassin's Creed games like started declining because of the quality, like quality definitely plays a role, but it was also just oversaturation. We were just being bombarded by the Assassin's Creed games, right? It's the same reason why Guitar Hero failed over time. Um, it's it's the same. Re- I mean, Call of Duty just keeps going because it has a competitive market. But for something like Assassin's Creed, right, you kind of really, I, don't, I just never found the, I just never understood why a game like Assassin's Creed needs to be a yearly franchise. You know, I think like all they had to do was take a year off like they did with Syndicate. And if they brought a game kind of like Syndicate, maybe the differences here and there, it would have been fine. So I'm hoping that maybe with Odyssey, that's something I don't know sales wise how well Odyssey did. Maybe Odyssey didn't do as well as Origins, right? I don't know. But like if, if Odyssey didn't do as well as origins and they're seeing a decline maybe they're realizing that hey we need to maybe switch it up maybe we need to go back to what made this Assassin's Creed and not you know just a, an, another RPG game so I'm hoping that they learn from this and I, I, I'm looking forward to it I'm pretty pretty hyped for it uh, this next one uh, no skate 4 in the works I know that's that sucks I'm more of a Tony Hawk guy so I know that Tony Hawk is still kind of safe from what we can tell uh, this person also kind of commented on that uh, this is coming from Jordan Oloman from IGN. Skateboarding legend Jason Dill was reportedly called by EA to discuss a mobile version of Skate 3 and was subsequently told that the company doesn't want to make a Skate 4. He also says that a new Tony Hawk Pro Skater game is, is coming this year in an episode of The Nine Club, a podcast run by professional skateboarder Chris Roberts. Dill hopped on for a chat, revealing that he'd been called by EA uh, about his participation in a potential mobile version of Skate uh, skate 3 so this is kind of what he said um, I got a call from EA people about 10 months ago and they said hey we want to talk to you about uh, we want to talk about the skate games um, Dale starts this woman emailed me and she said basically hey Jason we want to do a mobile version of skate 3 and I wrote back and I said what else she wrote back uh, no that's it so I wrote back look no big deal no one wants your stupid mobile version of skate 3 uh, made skate uh, effing 4 already uh, I mean, obviously, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I won't be surprised if that part is a little exaggerated. But basically, you know, I'm, I'm sure he's also kind of a big fan of the skate series and he's also just wanting a new skate game, right? Uh, the good thing is that we know a new Tony Hawk game is in the works. I, I am really, really hoping that this game is not being made by EA. Uh, not EA, sorry, not being made by Activision. Uh, I know that Activision contract was up. I'm just hoping that Tony Hawk is like, nope, I'm taking this. I'm taking my name, my brand, everything. I'm taking it out of here. I'm going to go to some other company that you know like the like you have like these indie games coming out right like skater xl and session like you know you have a if you can just find a team like that that's so passionate about these games and give it to them like i'm like it'll be it'll be perfect right so i'm just hoping that i'm just hoping that tony Hawk just he, he just doesn't go back to activision because activision at this point I, I don't know if they know it i doubt they do but like they just they just want to milk these games right they don't they don't care about quality they won't care about like get, giving fans what they want what what these games are all about It'll just be about churning out these games so that people just buy it and, you know, they hit the bottom line. So I'm hoping that they give it to a passionate group of individuals or um, there's a passionate group of people that just enjoy the Skate series, right? Or, or Tony Hawk series. And I think that will be perfect. So 
hopefully that's what happens. At least we know a new Tony Hawk game is coming this year. Uh, like, what a year that, if you think about it, right? Like, we got Final Fantasy VII Remake. We've got uh, Tony Hawk coming back. Um, in the last, like, couple of years, we had, like, an amazing Super Mario Legend of Zelda game. Like, I, like all these games that are coming out around this time, you know, it just kind of takes me back to, like, when I was when I was a kid, or or just like you know, even around high school time, when all these kind of these similar types of games would coming be coming out, and how excited I would be for when they would come out. So I'm just happy. I'm just so happy with what the game the games that we have uh, this year. Be it if we have a new gen launch or not, you know, even if, if if we don't, we have so many amazing games that I'm will be will be more than fine. Um, the next one is there is a Xbox Series X event. I think this is coming from Twitter, and it's obviously happening tomorrow. Uh, so just a Twitter from Xbox is just a handle. It literally just says, uh, you want to see game for the Xbox Series X? Question mark. We want to show you the game for the Xbox Series X. I don't know. I feel like they could have come up with a more funny quip there or something, but whatever, you know, check it out. Check it out first or check out first, uh, look, check out first look next. What? Check out first look next gen gameplay from our global developer, par global developers partnerships within inside Xbox on Thursday, May 7th at 8 a.m. Pacific time. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know, like, it literally says that. It says, check out first look next gen. Okay, I think maybe it does, it is, I'm, I was just confused. I was just confused with what, it, what, what was written there, but whatever. Basically, we have the event happening tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be 11 a.m. Eastern time for us, for here, us, anyone that's in, in Canada, or in Toronto, I should say. So they should be good. I'm, I'm assuming they're going to be showing us stuff like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, maybe a few third-party announcements, um, I, I think this is a great event to have just just in general because you know um it does it does allow Microsoft to get a lot of the mind space um get ahead when it comes to the marketing and basically get uh, get ahead of the curve when it comes to these third party games that we know will be coming on PC will be coming on PS4 and stuff like that but you know just to put their brand name on it uh just having that logo behind a game, you know, it, it does go a long way. I know that, you know, if you have a console, if you have an Xbox, if you have a PS4, it doesn't really matter, right? It doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, you're all, for you, it's like, yeah, it's a third-party game, I'll get it. But for for a lot of people, for majority of the people who don't have these consoles and stuff like that or who are looking to buy these consoles, that logo does go a long way. You have no idea how many times people have come up to me and said, uh, hey, oh, so is God of War on Xbox as well? Oh, is God of War on PC? Is it on Nintendo Switch? Like, a lot of people don't know this whole exclusivity thing, right? Like that's like a, that's a no, that's like a thing. So when you have a logo behind a game like that for just like the regular audience and stuff, just just casual gamers, that does go a long way. So I think um, Xbox is coming out ahead that way, and this kind of goes into the next thing, which is another, another great thing that I feel like Xbox has announced. It's called Xbox Twenty Twenty. This is coming from Jarrett West from Xbox. Starting with the May seventh episode of Inside Xbox, we will be showcasing what happens next in the world of Xbox every month, which is why we're calling it Xbox 2020. It's 20 slash 20, so I don't know what the thing is. I'm, I'm not sure if it's supposed to be because of the year or because that 2020 means something else. Um, uh, these monthly moments will take place throughout the rest of the year and we and will be a way for us to engage, connect, and celebrate with you about what's in store for the next generation of gaming, including what's next for Xbox Series X, Xbox Game Studios, Xbox Game Pass, and Project S Cloud. Every month will bring something different. Stay tuned to Xbox Wire for more details. So, like, this is great. I think this is again them coming out ahead. Sony, Sony definitely needs to to kick it up, kick it up the notch because, uh, you know, Xbox saying that look now we're gonna have monthly news for you. Everything that's happening in the world has made us shift our focus. We're gonna give you digital like news videos or whatever briefings 
uh, and it's going to be about our studios, about what we're doing, stuff like that. And Sony is just like, yo, here you go. Here's a new photo on Instagram. Please like it a lot. And, you know, I know it's been, it's like the most liked photo or something on Instagram and stuff like that. But, you know, like the thing is that Xbox, like the, like the more and more I see it, the more I'm like, man, Xbox is, Xbox is like the people's champ right now. You know, Xbox is like The Rock and, 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 and PS4 is like Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, Stone Cold Steve Austin was at the top for so, so long, for so long, you know, and Rock was like the, the bad guy. He was the heel for so long, but he kind of got to a point where people started cheering for him, even though he was a heel, even, even though he was a bad guy. And it got to a point where The Rock is now one of the highest uh, movie, uh, like earning people in the world or whatever, highest uh, grocer in the world and stuff like that, you know? So I, that's kind of why, that's kind of how I'm looking at it, you know, like with PlayStation 4, it's like Stone Cold Steve Austin, always amazing, always on the top, worked, worked his way up, is there, you know, kicking ass, but you know, now The Rock is in, you know, The Rock is in and you know, the, like, like, like we see the, the Rock being the most electrifying uh, sports entertainer, entertainer in the world. I think that's kind of what we're going to see with Xbox. They're, they're really climbing up the, the rungs here. Um, and it kind of goes to one of the other things that comes from Twinfinite, from Giuseppe Nelva, uh, that Xbox Game Game uh, Game Pass, yeah, Xbox Game Pass. I was gonna say Game Studio for some reason. Xbox Game Pass is a, is a big hit during Microsoft's quarterly financial conference call for investors and analysts. Chief Executive Officer Satya Nadella and Chief Financial Officer Amy Hood talked about the company's gaming business. Nadella mentioned that Microsoft saw all-time record engagement with 90 million Xbox Live monthly active users in the past quarter. So I think this is adding both PC and uh, and uh, Xbox. Uh, I think that's what it is because I think if I log into Game Pass or or certain games, yeah, I feel like it, it should be because 90 million. I because I know, we know that there's not 90 million consoles actually out there, right? Um, uh, when it comes to Xbox Ones. So it must be that, or people still using the 360s. Anyways, let me continue, my, my bad. Um, on top of that, Xbox Game Pass has over 10 million subscribers driving monetization of in-game content and services. 10 million subscribers, that's amazing. I think that's way higher than what PlayStation Now is or was. Because at one point, PS Now was the most subscribed games service. And I think this definitely beats it, right? Like, And this is amazing. I feel like I've been... Uh, like talking about this and screaming about this at, at the top of my lungs for so long that if you have an Xbox or if you have a gaming PC, get Xbox Game Pass. It's so cheap. Um, they usually give you like a couple of months free either way or like for like a dollar or something. Like you get all these exclusives. My friend, one of my friends, when I told him about this, he's convinced that he's going to buy a, a, a new a, an Xbox rather than a PS5 for the new generation. He's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to get this. He's like, why Why are more people not doing this, Aman? Like why are, why are more people not you know, buying uh, an Xbox uh, Xbox console. And I'm like, it's mainly because of the games because more people are, you know, into games like God of War or Spider-Man on those or, or, or those exclusives. And obviously that's going to change depending on how Microsoft handles everything. In terms of console sales, I still think uh, PS5 uh, will be will be hit by a pretty large margin. But it doesn't mean that people like myself who have a PC won't be signing up for Xbox Games, uh, games Pass. Um, they're going to be the same as Netflix and, and Hulu or... I don't know why I went to Hulu, but like Amazon Prime and stuff like that, you know, I'm going to be giving them my money monthly for their, for I don't know how long, even if I'm not playing a game on the on that service, right? That's just kind of how good of a sell it is. I'm like, if I even play two full games in a year, I'm going to get my money's worth. So I'm like, why wouldn't I do this? You know, so I think Xbox is doing really, really great. Uh, They're they're really killing it. This is the, the next one. Okay, I'm sorry. This, the next one is 
Keeley's next adventure. So Jeff Keeley, as we know, has kind of been a big part of E3, a big part of Gamescom. He's obviously known a lot more for uh, the Video Game Awards. Um, so basically, I think he left E3 in terms of the new thing that they're, they're going to try to do. And E3 obviously got canceled in general. So he's kind of come out. And this is from his website. He started his own thing called Summer Game Fest. So Summer Game Fest is a new all-digital way to unite the gaming community for a season of video games, uh, video game news and events from game developers and publishers. Uh, Summer Game Fest will feature digital news events, playable content, in-game events, and other, other surprises you can experience for free from the comfort of your home. And one of the, obviously, a part of this Summer Game Fest is, of course, the Inside Xbox that we will be having tomorrow. Um, the other thing is on May 12th, it's, it's, it literally just says Sunrise number one. Join Jeff Keighley for a surprise game reveal. And this is from May 12th at 12 p.m. Eastern time. So obviously we know Jeff Jeff Keighley has a, a big pull in this gaming industry. So he obviously has a lot of connections with publishers and, and console makers and everything like that. So I won't be surprised if we see some cool announcements from this. So um, anyone that's interested, please go to the website for Summer Game Fest and you can even put it on your calendars and stuff like that. Uh, and kind of talking about digital events, even IGN is doing something similar. It's called, it's basically IGN's gaming event. Uh, I think it's called some, yeah, Summer of Gaming Event. So this is coming from Jonathan Dornbush and Joe Scrabbles from IGN. IGN is proud to announce our new Summer of Gaming Event, a global digital event set to begin this June to bring, your, uh, bring you the latest news and impressions around upcoming games and the next generation of console hardware. IGN will be collaborating with a number of partners for the Summer of Gaming, including 2K, Square Enix, uh, Sega, Bandai Namco, uh, Amazon, Google Stadia, Twitter, Devolver Digital, THQ Nordic, and more. Expect more details in the coming weeks. The event will include live broadcast and on-demand programming featuring IGN's editorial coverage of the work of game developers from around the world. I mean, this is just great in general, mainly because, uh, you know, the way everything is, I feel like this is kind of the way they need to approach uh, these events now. Everyone is on the internet. Everyone has... Everyone is able to connect with each other through all these means now. I think that just makes sense to kind of shift uh, shift to this. Uh, it doesn't mean that, you know, we don't want information. I think that's the thing. Like, uh, just because everything is happening, the pandemic is happening. Like, we this is this is things that, you know, do get us excited because it's kind of something we look forward to. A lot of us can't leave our houses right now. So when, when I'm indoors, rather than me watching, like, a, a TV show for the 10th time or you know, just kind of sitting there watching TV shows or movies or playing a video game all day. I'm like, yo, this, like new things like this, it, it gets me excited. It's very similar to a sports event. Like when I look at it, you know, like it's very exciting. You get pumped up for things like this. So I'm glad that they are kind of taking an initiative with all this. And I'm pretty excited for what happens tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be all third party, but I'm hoping that they're going to be announcing some, some new things, you know, like things that like people don't know about and people have been speculating and stuff like that. Um, Obviously, in terms of speculation, one of the big things that just came out, uh, obviously, I don't have the news articles, but I think it's on IGN as well, is that Mortal Kombat 11 is getting a story expansion along with some new characters, which is, I think, the first it's the first time that Mortal Kombat or NetherRealms have, have some, done something like this, which is pretty uh, exciting. Um, but I just wanted to kind of bring that up, uh, not mainly because of a new story, but because I, I, I think we talked about uh, a Reddit post that kind of went over some of these leaks. And possibilities, and one of the things that they talked about was this Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath expansion. So in that in that uh, post, uh, that person wrote that Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath, uh, a new edition of the game for sale and upgrade for pre-existing owners, two two new packs of characters, six new arenas, and three new story chapters releasing over the, over two years. Some characters include Ta Takeda, Raiko, Quan Chi, Fujin, and Ash Williams. 
uh, total roster once all DLC is released will be 40 plus. So one of the things was that Ash Williams, Bruce, K Bruce Campbell thing, that one we know is not really happening because he kind of went on Twitter and saying that they don't, they haven't really had a conversation about it. And we know that there's Robocop instead. Um, so obviously like, you know, this was, there was some things wrong with this, but we do know Fujin is in there. Um, I forgot what the other one was and whether or not that's also in this list, but I mean, uh, okay, actually this person did write, no, no, my, see my bad, this is still, this is still correct, right? Literally underneath that, this person wrote, release has been delayed due to contract disputes with Campbell and COVID. So there you go. So now we know that there is officially a contract dispute with him, so which is why they went with Robocop. So um, I just kind of wanted to go with, with other stuff. I think we kind of talked about it before, but I still want to bring it up. Um, in Justice 3, finale of the trilogy ha will have two story modes. First, NetherRealm next-gen release. Uh, more customizing options, stuff like that. The release window is eyed for 2022. So this is not really going to be shown this year, but this is again from that leak. Um, another one is all Warner Brothers stuff. Another one is Batman 2020. Roger Craig Smith and Troy Baker return. Soft reboot, no Arkham title, ignores previous plots. Gameplay and mechanic from Arkham Knight carry over. Robin, Nightwing, and Batgirl all playable. Largest open world Gotham City yet. Um, some villains include Joker, Harley Quinn, Court of Owls, Rajal Ghul, Penguin, Riddler, Riddler, Dollmaker, Clock, uh, Clock King, and Black Mask, and this is for Fall 2020 as well. So this is really, really great news. I'm pretty excited for this year. Like I said, we have some, we have some crazy games coming out. We have some crazy, amazing games coming out. You know, like I'm so excited with all the possibilities that we have because of everything, everything, you know, like in terms of all, uh, how hard these developers are working and, and the fact that we're getting Last of Us Part 2 next month, and the fact that we're getting Ghost of Tsushima in July, the fact that we have um, Cyberpunk in September, and, and maybe Avengers, if it even works or not, whatever, with that game, uh, you know, and all these other games that haven't even been announced yet, this is going to be one of the best games, the best years for gaming, like, ever. So I'm, I'm so excited. Um, now we're going to move on to games that I have been playing. So can I talk about Monster Hunter World before? Uh, I've been I played that I played the base game I finished that base game with with my friend Sebi. Uh, uh, again, like I think the main reason I was able to finish this was because I was playing with my friend who is like a Master Hunter Pro, and um, I I think me playing it on my own I tried doing the Witcher, uh, the Witcher mission on my own for Monster Hunter World and yeah that was that was hard I died like three times and I had to restart the mission so I'm not like you know I do want to try and play this game on my own I I know that I can get better I know that. You know, like with these games, all it is about, it, it's about practicing. It's about understanding how to play these games and stuff like that and getting used to the mechanics. And I know that if I do dedicate the right time, I can do it. So I, I'm going to, I have Iceborne because I do want to, I do enjoy the overall experience, especially when you're playing with friends. So I do want to keep playing it. Of course, I've been playing Rainbow Six Siege a lot. I really love that game. It got a 10 out of 10 from GameSpot recently because they re-reviewed it. So I don't know if it's just me or if it's basically everyone that just saw this game on sale and we're like, you know what, let's try it out with friends and see how fun this is. Like, I'm telling you, if you guys see this on, on sale, just try it out. And if you want someone to play with, message me. Just message me, like message me on Instagram or something like that. And like, I'll add you and we'll, we'll play together. I'm, I'm playing on PS4. So like, let me know, you know, it'll, be, it'll honestly be so fun. It's such a fun game. It, it honestly has really, really good mechanics. Ubisoft did such a great job for making a game that was honestly a six or a seven out of 10. And over the course of four years, making it a, a 10 out of 10. You can see how well Ubisoft can work if they have time. So I can only imagine what possibilities they, can, they have when it comes to the Watch Dogs Legion game or even, even Assassin's Creed if they've just put the right amount of time in it, right? So it's, I'm, I'm pretty excited to see 
what happened. And I'm excited that I, I, I have a group of friends that are really, really enjoying that game and that I'm going to keep, I'm definitely going to keep playing that game. That game is going to be a part of my life for the rest of the year, for sure. I'm not going to, I'm not going to give up on that game. That game is just too fun. It's too enjoyable. Uh, it's, it's so fun to play those, that game with, with friends as well. Uh, the other game I've been playing is Bioshock 2. I've just been continuing that on Twitch. Uh, yeah, it's a great game. Like, I, it's, it's a little bit more action-packed. Some people were telling me, like, FC Rivers, who's, like, who's always contributing to to my channel and everything, and even to the podcast. Um, and he kind of said that this game was actually a little bit more scary. It has more scary scary moments. So far, I've mainly seen um, the action, more action-oriented aspects of the of the game. So I'm kind of hoping that it does evolve over time and becomes a little bit more like the first one where the atmosphere was just so chilling. It, it, you know, it was, it was just so great. So I'm hoping that that definitely changes over time. So I'm going to, I'm excited to see what the game's, game brings and I'm, I'm definitely going to keep playing that. Um, I've obviously been playing Dark Souls as well because I made a, I made a, made a decision in my brain to myself. Of course, no one, you know, who, no one gives a shit, but like I, I made it, I made, I tell myself that because I love Bloodborne, I've finished Bloodborne, I finished Dark Souls 3 uh, I'm almost done with the DLC as well for Dark Souls 3. I, I love Sekiro. Sekiro is like one of my favorite games of all time now. Um, that, you know, I need to basically finish Dark Souls 1 and Dark Souls 2. Those are two games that are missing. I know Demon's Souls is also missing. But it's a little hard to play that game unless you have a PS3. So I'm, I'm just going to wait for that remake that Bluepoint is working on most likely. So until then, uh, my plan is to buy by. And by the end of the year, I definitely want to finish Dark Souls 1 and 2. I'm like six hours in. I'm at the Capra Demon in uh in dark souls so far i'm I'm loving it um i think knowing having having played dark souls 3 and stuff like that i know that i'm, I'm able to approach the game a little bit better i'm i'm a little bit more prepared uh, i know the mechanics a bit more so i can imagine that if i play dark souls without having played dark souls 3 and stuff like that this game would have been a big challenge for me but yeah like it's a it's, it's a lot better uh the game isn't as rusty as i thought it would be i thought it would be a little rough on the edges, but surprisingly, the gameplay is still pretty fun. I, I'm really enjoying it. So I'm really excited to kind of jump into Dark Souls 2 after this, or maybe alongside it. I was actually contemplating just starting that off. Like sometimes just playing Dark Souls 2, sometimes just playing Dark Souls 1. Like it's not like, let's be honest, it's not like I'm going to be um, a, a, a understanding the story either way, even if I try to. So I might as well just play them together. Um, the other game I started playing recently is Nino Kuni 2. Uh, and yeah, what I said, really, this is a really sweet game. I really like this. Um, my girlfriend's mom got me this game a while back and I, I, I just started playing this and I, I really like it. It's a, it, it has a studio Ghibli vibe, which I mean, I, I don't think, I don't think I know anyone that doesn't love that vibe. It's really, really nice. It's got really, really, a really nice soundtrack. Um, I know that initially there was an issue with the game that it was too easy, but like from what I've played, I'm playing on normal and yeah, it's like, it's fine. Like I haven't noticed it being too easy. It's, it's not like I'm like, my guy's like fainting every two seconds or whatever, but like it is, it, it definitely isn't like, um, you know, what's it called? Like, it's not like as easy as what those reviewers or people or people that were talking about the game made it seem like I, I was still being challenged. I was still like, I still had to dodge. I still had to like uh, defend myself at times. I still had to like kind of go back and assess the situation. And uh, for Nino Kuni 2 that people don't know, it's basically um, just like the brief overview in terms of what it is. You're, you're basically, you, you start off as, uh, this person who is the president of a country and somehow you get transported, at least from what I can see, like I'm, I'm not like fully done with the story. Um, you get transported into this other world called Ding Dong Dell or like, no, the, the town or like the city of Ding Dong Dell, something like that, like the town of Ding Dong Dell, which is like a different planet or realm or whatever, or different universe. And basically uh, the king who is like a young king, is a kid, 
um, he you kind of get you kind of get transported there whilst there's like a coup happening. So you basically aid this young kid who is who is to be king, and you're basically kind of like you know going on these adventures, making friends, starting a new kingdom. I'm just giving you a brief overview because obviously I don't want to spoil anything. Even though the game is a little a few years old, I still don't believe I still don't think that you know I, I there's no need for me to spoil it. I think if you want to play it, you should you should play it, and I can like have a spoiler cast or something like that later on. But it's a it's a fun game and it's more action oriented in terms of the battle system. So it's not like your typical JRPG. Um, it's not like the old school Final Fantasy games. Um, and yeah, I wanted to play this game for a while, so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get Nino Kuni done. This is like really fun, and I'm gonna move on to Kingdom Hearts after this because that's another game that I haven't. Um, uh, that's a big, uh, big space in my gaming gaming knowledge, and I wanted to play that for a while. And I have the the what, what collection was it? Um, it basically like the all-in-one collection or whatever. It was some one of them which ha- which has like all of them. So I'm like, okay, I wanna I wanna start this. Um, you know, I'm, who doesn't love Disney characters and stuff like that? And I wanted to try it out and see see what this game is all about. Then the the craze is all about. So I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, I have a few games like lined up in general that I want to keep playing and I want to keep checking out. So I'm pretty excited in terms of all the games um, that are coming out. Um, otherwise, we have no unputdownable topic for the week. I just kind of I wanted to initially just speculate what games Xbox Series X will be kind of announcing tomorrow. Uh, I mean, obviously, the, in terms of third party, the main one I could think was Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, they might even bring in a few EA games. EA is going to be there for sure, just like showing maybe Madden or whatever. Uh, they'll probably announce like the smart delivery system as well, that if you buy this game on Xbox One, don't worry, it's going to transfer over. Uh, like stuff like that. In terms of third party games that we haven't heard about, I definitely think... Elden Ring might be there. I'm I'm almost certain Elden Ring will be there because I know Sekiro was um, at the Xbox event a while back and I, I'm pretty sure it'll be the same this time around for Elden Ring. Um, so I, I think that's the one that I'm really, really excited for in terms of announcements. Otherwise, I do not see... I, I, I just don't see anything mind-blowing happening. But of course, like we'll wait till, wait till tomorrow, right? Uh, I'm hopefully... I'm, I'm just hoping... Uh, I, I really... In terms, of, in terms of PlayStation, like they really need to pick it up. They really need to do something you know come up with a with a plan or something just just anything at this point to just start just 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 connect with your fans you know just say something like okay you know what let's uh let's just have an event where we confirm these games are going to be part of our of our docket for for the end of the year or something or you know what let's just have an event where uh, we just kind of give teasers for all the PS exclusives that, are, that will be coming out. Even if you don't show gameplay, like Sony just needs to do something right now because Xbox is just taking all the mind share. And, you know, me being in this industry, obviously, like I, I know all sides of it. But when I hear my friends kind of talk about Xbox Series X and, and these are people who have placed in consoles and they don't game as much as, as I do or know the industry as much as I do. And when they're coming to me and telling me, Aman, did you see the new Xbox Series X trailer? Aman, your Xbox Series X looks really good. I think this is the console I might get this time. When I start seeing that happen, then I'm like, okay, yeah, PlayStation is losing this. PlayStation is losing the market because they are losing the mind share. Even casual gamers at this point know that Xbox Series X is the most powerful console. And like, I don't know. I, I think PlayStation just needs to come up with something. This This kind of behavior that they've kind of put on that you know they don't they they're they're ahead of the curve because of PS4 and stuff like that. So we don't need to talk about anything. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Here's a here's a controller. Take it out. Like that's it. You know, like I just don't think that that sort of a uh, a way of marketing their console is a, is a good idea. Um, even if I just think that you should just show something, something small, and just just keep 
you know, keep kind of drip feeding us information every month or so just to kind of have that mind share at this point. I would have been perfectly fine if they, uh, they, the, there was like an announcement in March or whatever, right? That now we're in May. So there's no announcement in March and now we're in May and I'm like, dude, you got to do something. You can't, you can't just be completely quiet about all this. So I know that they obviously don't want to take too much attention away from their games because unlike Xbox, Sony still has big exclusives coming out. You know, not that Xbox doesn't have any exclusives, but let's be honest, compared to PlayStation, it's not like AAA exclusive, right? Like at the same level, especially something like Last of Us Part 2, which we know will most likely, I can almost kind of guarantee, it's going to be getting like 9 out of 10 or 10 out of 10. It's going to be nominated for Game of the Year for sure. And then Ghost of Tsushima, which is another game, which is like been like people have been excited for. Like I'm excited for it. I'm probably going to buy it digitally on, on PSN, have it loaded and, and ready as well for when it comes out. So I'm hoping that, you know, like they, they even though they have these games coming out, doesn't mean that they shouldn't take some time to just talk about or bring up PS5 and just kind of let people know that, yeah, uh, we're working on uh, PS5 is coming out really great. Check this out. Look at this. That's it. Done. You know, just something small, 10 minutes, here you go, PS5. This is a game that's coming out. Yep, we have something very similar to Smart Delivery. Oh yeah, God of War 2. Yep, that's coming out next year. Well, here's a teaser, here's a teaser, uh, teaser like image of it or whatever. We'll talk about it later. You know, Spider-Man 2. Yeah, you bet your ass that's coming out. You know, like just something like that, just to kind of get us in there. Like just not even showing the gameplay or anything like that. Just be like, yeah, look at this. Look at look at what we're doing. You know, or, and, and then be like, wait for us in June or wait for us in July. And then we're going to be having like a full blowout or something. But you know, like, obviously, that's just my opinion. That's just, I think that's just me wanting that as a fan. So as always, you can reach out to me on Instagram, on Twitter, on my emails. My email, again, is amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. Uh, the links will be in my description. So if you want to play games with me, if you want to just message me questions or talk to me, anything like that, please message me. Message me freely. Uh, you know, my, my communication channels are always open. Uh, thank you again for joining me today. I hope everyone stays safe. You can always join me on my streams uh, on Twitch and Mixer. I usually stream around 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. Eastern time um, every alternate day. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and maybe some days, Saturday, Sundays. So you can check that out. Uh, and today I'll be streaming around 7 p.m. I'll be streaming some Fortnite because I know a lot of people want me to try Fortnite for a bit. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give that a shot and probably, probably get my ass kicked. But that's okay. Thank you so much, everyone. I hope everyone is keeping safe and taking care of yourselves. And I will see you next week. Bye.